as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Magical friends, I'm Ali Michelle and I'm Raquel Mantra and welcome to your own magic podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. You know, wherever you are, that's where you're supposed to be. Wherever you need to go, you'll you'll go there. You know, the great spirit has a plan and that nothing's going to happen without the will of that spirit. That's what I believe. And the best thing you can do is surrender and listen to that spirit and see where it wants to take you. And we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why it has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice. Mmm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice that seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product. So Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. So go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com, code MAGIC. Now let the magic begin. Oh, Yom Soul Tribe, we have a special, special treat for you today. We have the one and only Trevor Hall, who is one of the most beloved musicians, not only in the yoga and spirituality space, but worldwide. He is truly a leader of consciousness and has created his own magic through writing music that is medicine for the soul, truly medicine for our soul. He has made many pilgrimages to India and performed alongside other artists like Ziggy Marley and Jimmy Cliff and Nako and Medicine for the People. Wow, Trevor is about to release his first independent album, The Fruitful Darkness, which we are just so beyond excited for and we've been listening to the most recent three songs a lot lately on replay and we're just so honored to have him here today hello trevor that's like the best introduction (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we are big fans, so we yeah, that was it was an easy one. Let's be honest. Your highlights are easy. Awesome. Awesome. We're so honored to have you here. I actually first heard you play almost three years ago at Wanderlust on Oahu, and I had never heard your music before, but I just remember feeling this pull. I think you were playing um, Green Mountain State, and it was just like, Mm -hmm. it was my favorite concert because you really do perform from the innermost part of your heart, and it's so healing for everyone that listens. Yeah, that that was at the Turtle Bay thing, right? Up there on North Shore. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool show because that was the first um, I had kind of taken some time off. So that was kind of one of the first shows back. So it was we were ready to, you know, play and let it out, let our energy out. So and it's so beautiful that 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 part of the island, the northernmost tip, it's just really special. It is. And your music, I mean, it was truly the most magical performance I've ever been to. And you've kind of just been the soundtrack for our lives ever since. Oh, that's sweet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I wish that I was actually there during that. And it's interesting that that happened at Turtle Bay. It's quite a synchronicity because that is where Allie introduced me to you. And I've been listening to you religiously ever since. Oh, very cool. And also, just speaking of the fruitful darkness and listening to you religiously, which we have, we have had my heart, your heart, and what I know on replay all day. And we're just curious, what is the story behind the fruitful darkness? The name is just so powerful. Yeah, it comes from a few different, I guess, rivers, you can say. Um, the first being that the last couple years, um, I was kind of going through just like an interesting, I guess, period of my life. I guess you could maybe say like dark night of the soul type of thing where, um, you know, things that I kind of really like believed in strongly were starting to like fall away. Um, Things that I kind of like staked my or built my identity on, like I felt like almost no relationship with anymore and it was kind of it was kind of scary you know at first and um it was just a a kind of a period of like doubt and like questioning and all that type of thing and I um I met an astrologer named Deborah Silverman who um a friend of mine had gifted me like a reading with her, you know, and when we had the reading, she said, it was kind of right in the beginning of this kind of period. She said, Oh, do you know that you're in your Saturn return? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I said, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, what is tell me what that is. So she told me about the Saturn return and she's told me about my personal Saturn return and what it meant and all this type of thing. And, um, it was just really crazy because she was she just kind of hit everything on the head, and it it gave me the tools. Her reading kind of gave me the tools to like really like go deep into the space and make use of this kind of dark space, and to really learn from it and not shy away from it. So um, a lot of the fruitful darkness, the album is inspired by um, the lessons that I learned from my Saturn return and also the the experiences, the struggles, um, the triumphs, you know, of that period and, and kind of basing it off of the study of the stars and this type of thing. So that was kind of the, um, 
I guess the foundation, one of the foundations of the, the project. But as the project was going on, lots of things were changing. So many things were changing. My wife and I, we moved, um, we, I kind of changed my team up. Um, everything just seemed really like kind of all over the place. Um, but it was, it was cool. You know, I was holding on (laughs) and we, um, my wife uh, was reading a book called the fruitful darkness and she was reading it and she was like, Oh my God, you have to read this book. This is like, it's amazing. And I think it'll really speak to you like in this time, you know, this period that you're in. So I um, started reading the book and it just was like, man, it was just, it was really speaking to like, the darkness not as you know obviously this like scary kind of thing it was just really talking about turning in and facing it and like you know really learning from it and the writer of the book Roshi Joan Halifax we met at Ram Dass's house actually in Maui no way wow a few years ago and I didn't know that it was I didn't I didn't put it together till you know I was like you know, reading the book that it was her, I was just reading it. But um, the book really helped kind of like put definition to the journey, you know, the the journey into the dark. And that that title was kind of burning like in my, you know, in my brain, like, oh, my God, what a cool title, you know, The Fruitful Darkness. So I ended up having I ended up writing Roshi Joan and said, you know, um, Roshi, I really want to use this title for my project and I just wanted to seek your permission and all this stuff. And it was funny. She gave me like a really, cause she's a Zen, you know, Roshi. Um, she gave me a really like <laughs> Zen, like Cohen response. It was like, dear Trevor, you know, you can use the title, but I don't think you should use the title. Because <laughs> <laughs> for people with a book and a music project you know titled the same thing but you can use the title but like I said I don't think it's a good idea but you can I'll leave it up to you you know so I was like oh god I don't know what that means so I ended up just writing her back and say Roshi Joan I can't think of a better title for this I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna talk about you and your book and so that's that's kind of how it all all came together I guess how old were you? Because when you enter your Saturn return, I'm entering my Saturn return right now. So that's why I resonate with your album. But now I need to read this book. But how old were you when this was happening? Um, well, I was, I think, like 28. Okay. That's when a lot of people but people don't really know what entering your Saturn return is. It usually happens around that time. Yeah, I usually enter it, you know, like at 27. But the... But the um, I guess, you know, because Saturn, the Saturn return is when Saturn returns, you know, to the place um, it was sitting when you were born, right? So it takes time for it to come back into that place. So there's kind of like this heightened period um, where it's, you know, kind of intense, you know, and and not everybody's return is, is bad. You know, mine was kind of bad because of where it sat and um, but I learned so much. Oh my God. I learned so much about myself, still learning so much about myself. And it was just really a, an amazing, difficult, but amazing time of my life. 
Mm, that actually reminds me of one of your songs, You Can't Rest Your Healing, and the lyrics from that, that darkness has its teachings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because that, that I wrote that on Maui. We were living on Maui for the winter. Um, and my friend, I was hanging out with a friend and he mentioned to me, oh yeah, I'm in my Saturn return. And I was like, that was the first time I heard those words. I didn't even know I was you know, going to go into one or this type of thing. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's a really important song. Um, in my life and I think for a lot of our fans and um it's a special one yeah because it it almost alleviates the resistance to suffering and it makes you see it as a teacher and your music is very raw and vulnerable and I would love to hear more about how you found your voice and the courage to share it with such an open heart mm. um it was it's interesting because you know I like started recording and kind of getting into the I guess business you can say it at like an extremely young age. You know, I was 16, 17 years old and you know at that time you're you're in such a developmental like phase of your life, you know, and you're kind of rebellious and you're you know you're wild mm -hmm. and think you're invincible and but you're you're being inspired by so much you know you're kind of like I'm a grown up I'm going to conquer the world you know type of thing but it was interesting growing up in or at that time you know being in this space in LA you know um where I was you know about to get signed and I was meeting all these record companies and they were telling me you know, who I was, you know, yeah. and you're, you know, I'm, I was so young that, you know, and I'm kind of gullible, you know, I trust people usually, um, or at that time, especially, you know, I just thought, every, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm like this, you know, and then you meet somebody else and they're, oh, oh no, I'm like this, you know, and, um, even if you don't believe, if you're like, you know, oh, these people don't know who I am, like they just met me, you know, it still kind of affects you. So you're, when I was growing up, I was, you know, I was, I was just exploring and that's what music is about and uh, for me and I was just exploring my own inner world, you know, and, and trying to find out who I was. I still am. That's, you know, I'm trying to find out who I am in my essence, you know, in my truest essence, you know. Um, but at that time it was a little more intense because I was so young. And when I listen back to certain albums, you know, I can definitely hear like, Oh God, that like, wasn't me, you know, wow. or this song is, this song is like, I can hear the influence of this person, you know, on it. And it wasn't until I hit, um, right before chapter of the forest, um, I took a year off. I was really burnt out and I was like, I just need to like, honestly, like eat and sleep for like a year, you know, <laughs> I, I really did some like, you know, soul searching and, um, that album was like, you know, it came about in such a beautiful way. Like I wasn't trying to make an album. I was just like writing songs, like for my own healing and, at the end of the year, you know, I had like these 12 songs. I thought, okay, this is an album. And Chapter of the Forest was when I really felt like I was starting to like 
be comfortable, like find my voice or, or come into myself a little bit. And it's, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing journey. Like even now, like I'm still finding my voice, but it wasn't until I feel like that album where I really was like, Oh, okay. I think I'm coming into my space. Not that the other albums before that were bad or anything like this. It's all part of the journey, but it, it was around chapter of the forest where I felt like, okay, like I feel like I'm coming home in a way. Yes. It's interesting because that album has such a powerful impact and from what you say that it's really the first one where you were so purely connected despite anyone else's pressures. Um, and I've heard you talk about music being like medicine for you. So how do you feel that it heals you? It's hard to answer the question because the way that it heals me is I'm not, you know, thinking. <laughs> anymore you know I, I have an intense head you know I'm always like thinking so intensely and deeply about stuff and sometimes it drives me in, you know bonkers you know and um, music is the only thing that really you know just helps quiet my mind you know music is a it's a it's funny because you know you're you're getting to silence through sound you know it's kind of an irony um and it's always been a process of me getting out of the way. It's always been a process of me listening. You know, the songs, I'm not singing the songs out. You know, the songs are singing in to me. You know, so it's a really deep process for me. And it's a, it's a space where I become the listener. And I'm not trying to analyze this or that, you know. Um, and I feel like that space of like I guess no mind or just uh, I don't know what to call it is the healing you know for me and it just it just makes me feel connected to something beyond this you know um, and it doesn't really it can be you know music without any words even you know just sound you know um, even that can can bring me into a space, you know, um, and bring others into a space too, I believe. So I think the healing aspect of it is that place of no mind, of that place of, okay, I'm just going to lay it down, surrender, rest, and just listen to what's coming through, you know. That's, that's the healing part of it for me. I absolutely love that. And you just confirmed something for me because I believe that when you write, you get channeled because your songs really help the body just tap into this flow and allows you to, it's medicine for the soul. It's music for the soul. And so that's why when I go to yoga classes, I swear every single yoga class I attend, one of your songs, if not two or three are being played because there's something about your music that just allows us to really tap into our highest self and so your music is honestly so healing for me and then how do you think your music or how do you feel when you do connect with your music and how has it helped you tap into your spirituality and allow you to get into a journey where now you started meditating and practicing yoga yeah, well, I think like for me, the music and the, um, I guess, spirituality are like non-different for me. Like it's not two different worlds. Um, it's one world, 
and um you know when i'm not playing music and i'm kind of uh, i guess at least trying to meditate or yes. you know this type of thing it's just kind of the different rivers you know but it's all water and it, it's all going to empty it all runs to the same place you know it all goes to the same place the heart the innermost heart uh, the changeless you know space within um you know, the music definitely did, like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, whatever, in middle school, you know, I was in my punk rock phase and I was like, <laughs> you know, just rebellious and I wanted the truth, you know, and, yes. and that that kind of punk rock like scene was the thing that just helped me break out. And I was writing songs about, you know, whatever my crush, like in seventh grade or, you know, this type of thing. But when I... um when I, I guess, like, to answer your question, you know, got on this, the, the path, you know, I was always interested in something deeper. And um, I just, you know, fell into this, this space that with India and, and yoga and meditation that kind of satisfied that uh, deeper hunger or was giving me the answers I needed. And, you know, at that time, the music definitely took a turn I guess you could say in the in the um realm of like inspiration and what I was singing about and what was inspiring me so but they go hand in hand for me they they run parallel saying I love that thinking of different rivers but that it's all water that's so beautiful um and you spent some time at an ashram um do you feel that that has affected your music and kind of the path that you took with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that place, uh, the place is like home, you know, um, it's extremely dear to my heart and been going there, you know, the past 10 years, you know, so it's like my family and, um, it's, you know, it's funny we were, I was there one time and we were sitting with one of our teachers and he was saying, um, he was saying, uh, you live here, you know, this, he said, this is your home and the, you live here for one month. Cause I used to go to India and spend about one month there. And, and he said, you're, you're you live here one month and then the rest 11 months you are traveling, you're a visitor. And it was just so beautiful the way he's, he said that, you know, he said it was so much love, you know, meaning that, you know, when I'm in America or with this type of thing, you know, I'm actually visiting here, you know, <laughs> and my home is, you know, they say the home is where the heart is, you know, he was just saying, you know, this is your home, this is your place. Um, it's just, you know, the, the as youth, you know, as I guess aspiring aspirants, you know, we're, we look towards our elders, you know, we look towards our teachers or the people that have been further down the path, you know, and to have people like that, they don't have to be in India, they don't have to be any, you know, it can be your own parents, your grandparents, friends, you know, it's, it's important to keep holy company, you know, surround yourself with the people that inspire you on your journey and it just so happened for me it just that's where I got inspired you know it's not for everybody but um living living you know there over the years 
for months at a time and, and just kind of bathing in the, that space, the, the inspiration of your elders is just had a really profound effect on my life and my music. That must be so wonderful to have that safe, heart-centered place to land kind of amidst the chaos of, I'm sure, all of the tours and everything. Um, how did you find your way to this ashram? I would love to hear more about your journey with it. I was in, I went to a boarding school, like a high school. Um, it was an international, like, art school. It's like a boarding art school in uh, a place called Idlewild. I almost uh, went there. <laughs> you, oh, did you really? I did. I grew up in Los Angeles. That's really funny. Yeah, I went, I went to Idlewild for three years. And it was just, um, it's an amazing place. It's one, you know, some of the best years of my life. And... While I was there, um, there was a teacher there that um, was like a devotee, you know, and and was, you know, a practice, you know, practitioner of yoga and meditation. And I was, he kind of mentored me, you know, because I was interested in all these things. And um, he, he's one, you know, weekend. He said, I, I, I go down to this monastery in Trabuco Canyon which is down in Orange County, and said, do you want to come with me? You can come for the weekend with me and go sit and stay in the monastery for the weekend. So I thought, yeah. So I went down with him. It was kind of like one of my first experiences, you know, being in a ashram type of thing. And while we were at that, at that place, he said, oh, there's another, there's another temple down here too for the Divine Mother in Laguna Beach that I go to and we can visit it, you know. So anyway, long story short, we went there and I just really, you know, felt a connection to the place. And after I graduated high school, I kept going down there, kept going down there. And they go, the monks that stay at that place, they go to India every year. And one of the monks, one of my teachers, his teacher is the one that lives, you know, in the ashram in India. So he goes every year. So I, I just kind of tagged along with them my first time in 2007. That was my first trip. And we went there and it just changed my life. And that was it, you know, and then I just kept going back every year. That is amazing that you had that experience at such a young age. I'm noticing more and more that there really are such young soul seekers. Yeah. That was definitely not my story. This is more new for me within the past few years towards my Saturn return, of course. Yeah, yeah. That is funny. And it's also, well, you know what? You are an introvert, right? Yeah, I've definitely. it's funny because I'm in a, I guess, I'm in a um, profession, I guess you can say, that is so much based on the the outside you know and energy outside and yes being an extrovert but i am really not an extrovert You're not no and so how do you stay so centered and connected to your heart and your truth when you are surrounded by swarms of people that just want so much from you and it requires so much energy from you how do you find time to connect with yourself and also to create it's it's still a learning you know a learning process you know I think in the beginning the the hardest thing was I couldn't I couldn't say no you know I um, in astro- in astrology terms I have a Libra moon 
which is, you know, peacemakers. So one of the bad things, though, about that is they can't really say no. So it it was hard for me to say no because I thought, um, you know, it's the polite thing to do to just, you know, um, satisfy people and all this stuff. And, you know, after a while, I just, you know, was running myself into the ground and I learned that, you know, obviously you can't please everybody. And sometimes you have to be a little rough. You have to be a warrior, you know, and just say no. And you have to understand your own limitations. And one of the things that was that was hard for me, and, and, and I think it's hard for a lot of people and a lot of people our age, with especially with social media and all this bullshit, is that we compare ourselves. We're constantly mm-hmm. comparing ourselves to other people. And we're constantly, you know even on, you know, with Instagram and stuff, you know, we, we take these things to be like people's real lives, which I'm sure, yeah, there's obviously we're taking snaps and all this stuff of like our life, but we, you know, you can make your life just out to be something like totally what's not really going on. And as people, as we see that, as you see this and all this stuff, you know, we think, oh, my God, these people have such amazing lives. And then you start comparing yourself to them and then you feel shitty. And then, you know, all this stuff. It, and, and then it takes you out of yourself and you don't really learn who you are as a person and what, how you're unique and this type of thing. So part of that, part of me, I guess, finding my space and balances was me not comparing myself to other musicians. Because, you know, musicians, you know, they have a reputation of being kind of wild and, you know, rock and roll. And I used to feel bad about myself because I was like, oh, man, like, why can't I, like, do that? You know, why can't I hang or this type of thing? And then... (laughs) And then I just surrendered. I was like, all right, you know, and I realized, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's unique and special in their own way. And you have to you have to listen to your heart. You know, you have to, like, be who you are. And that's part of the whole journey of your self-realization. And um, so, yeah, it, it just takes it took time, you know. But for me to keep the balance, I just have to make sure I. Um, just kind of get my space and get my quiet and, you know, just, just, you know, all the little things because on the road and this type of thing, it's not like, you know, you can wake up every morning and sit in meditation and all this stuff, you know, and you're around people the whole time. You just have to kind of learn the tricks and what works for you, you know. We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues. But seriously, guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I... I'm going to be honest right now. I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago, and it put me in a funk for a while. So when a friend recommended Hum to me, I took, I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets, and now... 
let's just say I run a little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life, and tell us that you want to submit for the Hum giveaway. Yes, and don't forget about receiving 20% off Hum Nutrition with our promo code MAGIC. And it sounds like you've really learned to cultivate allowing your heart to be the compass that guides you in every decision because it's true we're all so unique and special and I think the problem with Instagram and all of that is that the goal is happiness and ecstasy and perfection but what I love about your lyrics is that it honors the contrast, it honors both sides and it's almost like the purpose is growth um, rather than happiness. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, like, we want the truth, you know. Yeah. We don't want any of this, like, you know, mumbo-jumbo stuff, you know. We we want the truth. And um, I just feel like part of the danger with – that's why, I, you know, with the music and it's so healing for me to talk about my struggles. It's so healing for me to be vulnerable and to – you know, converse with people. Um, because when I was growing up and I, you know, whatever, whoever my inspirations were, the people that really inspired me were the ones that were just honest about their journey. Not like, oh yeah, everything's good. And I'm like on top of the world and all this stuff. It's like that, that kind of brings like a space of separation, you know, but when you're vulnerable and when you can talk about, the things that you're going through and be truthful with yourself and others, it brings people in because you say, Oh, well, you know, everybody's going through something, you know, that helps that kind of helps, you know, whatever you're going through. Cause you don't feel alone. You don't feel um, alienated or isolated in your own suffering. So that's why I feel it's important with my music to be completely honest and, to just tell it like it is or the way that I'm, you know, experiencing it. Yes. I love that. So how has your experience been then seeing behind the scenes of all of the Hollywood, L.A. kind of commercial industry? Um, How has that been for you, like trying to maintain that balance of being centered in your heart and then getting pulled in all these different directions? It was interesting, you know, it was fun being young, you know, when I was like 18 and kind of wild and, you know, but it was a blessing that I kind of, you know, I've got, you know, it was a blessing I kind of uh, learned those things at a young age um, and kind of went through getting screwed over or this and that and um, kind of, you know, because when I was young, when I was a kid, I was all wide eyed and. I was like, well, this is crazy. You know, I'm from South Carolina. I'm from a small town, you know. So being in L.A. at these types of big things, and I was just like, whoa, you know. And then it just got it just got old for me. And it was something that I had to experience, you know. It's something that I had to go through to kind of satisfy, I guess, that, you know, hunger or whatever. Um, but I was lucky to kind of go through things very early on because if I was, you know, if I had my party phase now, 
or mm-hmm. um, my my phase of exp- I wouldn't I don't know if it would really work you know music and everything like this but you know it all comes back to the same thing about learning to listen to your heart and learning to uh, trust yourself and go with your intuition um, it all comes back to that coming back to the roots you know and like I said I'm not saying anything like that and how whatever is bad this type of thing but you have to you know you have to find your own way and you have to know what your purpose is because your purpose is going to be different than another person's purpose and you can't compare and all this stuff. Ooh, in which you did. Trevor, I must say, I am honestly very thankful. I know people probably don't say this much, but I'm honestly very thankful that you had that period of isolation and suffering in Hollywood and recognizing that you are not a part of that world so you can create what you are creating and clearly it just had not been a smooth journey but everything that you're preaching right now is exactly what we love to preach to be vulnerable and speak your truth and because you're not alone so clearly there was a quite a period of time where you did feel a little lost and give up hope at the in this period of time did you ever also want to give um, music or what you are creating and then how did you rise out of that well, that period, um, I definitely did have that period of like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> you know, it was, it was that, it was right before Chapter of the Forest. You know, I was so burnt out and I was so, I felt like I was just repeating myself and there was nothing new, no inspiration, no nothing. It was just work, work, work. And music became work. It didn't become my thing of healing and and, uh, my space, you know, for myself. Um, And that's when I stopped. And when I stopped, I said, I told, you know, my manager at the time, I said, I don't know how long I need. I don't know if it's going to be a month, a year, five years, or if I'm ever going to, like, you know, come back. I just need to, like, I need to, like, just be free for a little bit, you know? Um, and I didn't pick up my guitar for like a really like few months. I was just so tired. And then, you know, what's a part of you is a part of you. It's never going to leave, you know, and music is, is like a part of my bones. So Mm -hmm. naturally after some time, I just picked up the guitar and started writing. But I, was, I wasn't writing from a place of, hey, I want to make a new album. You know, I was, these songs were just coming through for my own just peace of mind and healing and this type of thing. And that's why I believe that that album was like a really pure album, really from a pure space, because I wasn't trying to do anything with it. I was just listening you know really purely for for my own healing um you know we definitely have those moments in anything you know where you're like man i'm tired and what would it be like if i wasn't doing this you know i was doing something else where i could stay at home and rest and but you know your path is going to be your path and wherever you need to go you'll you'll go there you know, wherever you are, that's where you're supposed to be. So 
for, you can think about it all you want. You can create any um, imaginative story, you know, in your head of how your life should go and how you should be. But it doesn't matter because, you know, the great spirit has a plan and that nothing's going to happen without the will of that spirit. That's what I believe. So the best thing you can do is just surrender and just put it down, you know, because you're not in control. You're in control of, you know, not that much, you know, to be honest. And the best thing you can do is surrender and listen to that spirit and see where it wants to take you. That's how I look at it. And that's, you know, been my, you know, surrender. That's been like, man, like some of my main medicine and one of the biggest things I learned in my Saturn return. So then for someone who is struggling with this fear of the unknown and going through this deep struggle, how would you advise them to surrender? Like what are some of the ways in which you manage to kind of allow your mind to get out of the way for spirit to come through? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I think everybody's different, you know, and everybody, everybody's way of, I guess, um, surrendering and coming back into themselves is going to be different. It's funny. I'm remembering a story when in 2011, 2012, I started having really bad anxiety and I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know why it was there. And I was having these anxiety attacks and I was just like, what the hell's going on? Like, I'm not really, I don't know what's going on. You know, I I don't think I'm stressed about anything. You know, am I stressed about anything? You know, and I went to India to see our teacher, our guru, and I thought, man, I'm going to ask him, you know. I'm going to ask him like what to do and he's going to like give me like like some special meditation and or like this mystic mantra and I'm going to like <laughs> I'm going to do this and I'm going to be like okay you know <laughs> <laughs> we get that and I and I I went there and you know got all the way to India and was like okay I'm going to figure this out you know and sat down at his feet and I said, Guruji, I'm having, I've been having this really bad anxiety and, and um, nervousness and, you know, trying to explain it to him in, in English, you know. Aww. And I was like, what do I, you know, what do I do? Can you give me like something, you know? And he just like smiled and he like was silent for a little bit. And then he looked at me and he was like, do nothing. And I was like, what? And he's like, just do nothing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I came all this way. You know, and I, I built this up in my mind. You know, I built this whole thing. I was going to get this special thing. And you're telling me to do nothing, you know. And um, I didn't say that to him, obviously. I was just thinking. <laughs> but, you know, that it, it's it seems so weird, but... That is something that I feel like is medicine too, because when we're going through something, 
in our heads or anything like this. Um, if you just wait, you know, and do nothing, it's going to pass. And the stories that we take in our head, the stories that we take to be real, that we make and we, you know, give meaning to them, um, if we act on them, then, you know, we're kind of creating karmas for ourselves and this type of thing. But if you just wait a little bit, just wait a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you know, just see what happens. Because what you're thinking now is not what you're going to be thinking in five minutes or even a few seconds, you know. And when you do nothing, it kind of, you kind of see that just how everything's changing. So what can you say is real? What can you say is unreal? It's obviously a really deep practice, but, you know, it's just funny. I just remember that story just going over there and building it up in my mind. And that's what he told me. Do nothing. I was like, great. Thanks. (laughs) So powerful, though. What a metaphor, too, because I think we all create these stories based on the lens of our perception of reality at that time. But I love this idea of just waiting a little longer than you want to, like, just surrendering a little bit. Um, so question, at the end of your life, say years from now, um, what will be the most important thing for you to have done, whether that's a message or an impact or an experience you wish to have had, what matters most to you? Mm. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I hope that You know, I hope that the music just helps people, obviously, in whatever way they need. You know, sometimes people ask me, what what are you trying to do with your music? You know, and I'm not trying to do anything with my music. (laughs) You know, I'm trying I'm trying to just get out of the way and let it do what it wants to do. You know, so I hope that it, you know, for some people, if they just want to like man, if they just want to like let their hair down and dance and just have a good time, I hope it does that for them. If people need something to get them through a tough time, mentally, emotionally, I hope the music does that for them. You know, um, if people need to be inspired, I hope the music does that for them. You know, I wanted to be, I want to serve people, obviously. Um, and the gift that I was given or the food that I was given is music. So I just hope that I don't, um, I never forget, you know, that this isn't just about me. This is about all of us together. And I hope that my music can contribute to the, the all of us, you know, the group and not just my own whatever selfish stuff. <laughs> we do all of that by the way we dance to music we get inspired by your music yeah, <laughs> we do and i think that intention to be of service is really what lifts people up to the highest consciousness when they're listening to it so we really appreciate you and your music and i have another question um she has to ask i have to ask this my friends and i have been trying to figure out the meaning behind the lyrics of lime tree for a few months now it's kind of in this (laughs) guessing game and it's one of your most popular songs so i would love to know the process of writing this and what it means for you it's that's i've heard that question before really 
couple of times. It's funny because, you know, the music is, um, you know, I'm listening to, to what's being, what's coming through, you know, and sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes I don't learn the meaning until a few moments later. Sometimes I don't learn the meaning maybe like a few months later, maybe a year later. And there's still songs that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's be honest. Like I said, you get channeled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my belief. And I stand at that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I don't try to like, you know, restrict it in any way. But with the lime tree, um, I really don't have any idea what the lime tree. <laughs> I, oh, I have, I mean, look, I have some idea, you know, I have what it means to me, but it's been so, it's been so long since, since I wrote, since I wrote the song with my friend, Sam Marcus, um, it's been so long since that time. And so many people have come forth and told me what it means to them. So at this point, I don't really want to say what it means to me because I don't want to ruin anybody else's trip, you know, with mm -hmm. the song. And, um, you know, I don't, and, and I still, like I said, I still really don't have a clear understanding. I mean, I have little glimpses of what it means, but, um, I just, I think of this story, it's just, we were in, where were we, God, we were in Montana somewhere, we, I think we were in Billings, Montana, and we were playing a show there, and in Montana, they love to drink, I mean, it's cold, so they gotta stay warm somehow, so the crowd was super, you know, wily, and at the end of the show, I was standing by the, the merchandise, sec, like, area, just signing stuff for people, and this woman came up to me with her her man, and she was real. She was like cross-eyed. I mean, she she was feeling it, <laughs> and she <laughs> and she was like, "Can you you know tell me what the lime tree means? Because I have a feeling about what it means, but you need to tell me." And she was like really intense. So there's kind of like a way of no way of getting out, you know. And she had this big, like, Montana guy behind her. So I was like, okay, I got to answer this question or else I'm going to be taken out by this guy. And he, I just said, oh, well, you know, this part was kind of inspired by this. But, you know, I, I, I and I kind of gave, like, whatever, mumbled thing. And she just looked at me with this confused look on her face. And she was like, so it's, it's not about eternity? Oh, and she, she was so disappointed in me. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, it is. It is about eternity, <laughs> you know. And the guy behind her, this big, like, lumberjack Montana man was like, that stinks. No. That's big <laughs> I was like, okay, see you later. It was super awkward. Oh, and my gosh. Okay, world, I guess we'll just leave it up to interpretation, we'll however it, you want it to be, because we don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> It's about eternity. <laughs> it's about eternity. You know, I actually love that answer so much because people can just take what resonates for them. And it's like this much bigger intention, which is such a theme with all of your music. So I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah, that was great, actually. Um, and we do have a couple more questions that we just have to ask you. Yeah, no problem. And also a rapid fire. But oh, first, yeah. before that, if you had a time portal... 
and you were granted to tell 15-year-old Trevor one piece of advice that would help him along his path, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, oh, little Trevor. Oh, little Trevor. <laughs> He's just about to go to Hollywood and get to very, have a very interesting experience. Right? Uh, <laughs> I would say you're not invincible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, slow down. And I would just say, you know, slow down, but don't take yourself so seriously. You know, where I think when we're young, we're just so intense, you know, <laughs> at least I was. We're so serious. We're like, I'm going to, you know, I don't know. I would just say, you know, just just enjoy the journey. Don't think about the destination so much. Oh, I absolutely love that. Okay. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Oh, God. What does rapid fire mean? I just ask you, like, questions pretty quickly, and then you answer the first thing that pops into your head. Yeah, there's no time to think. This is not Jeopardy. You can't go, doo, doo, doo. You just gotta, you gotta spit it out. Ready? <laughs> on your toes? I, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> okay, coffee or tea? What? Coffee or tea? Tea. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Ideal superpower? Uh, to heal the sick. If you could trade places with one musician today, who would it be? Bob Marley. Oh, oh. good one. Any nicknames? <laughs> oh, God. Pass. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> um, Besides Trev. Uh, Trevies, um, Das, Treasure. Just I, I love that treasure. <laughs> You're such a dos. Also, I love your ideal superpower. Why? Why that? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Ideal. I That's know it is good. Yeah. Um, was that okay. was that it? What? Was that it? Was that rapid fire? That was it. That was it. That was it. It was very short. <laughs> I could have kept going. And not as you could have kept going. Okay, favorite color. <laughs> uh, green. Really? Okay, why? Uh, it's just, it's just nourishing. I think life, you know, the forest. It is. Oh my gosh, you are green. Also, crystal. <laughs> if you were a crystal, what crystal would you be? I don't know crystals too much, but I like just like clear quartz. Yes. You know. Open just, for interpretation. That is yeah. you. <laughs> 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 I love it. And we also have a one question that we ask all of our guests. Mm. How would you advise listeners to create their own magic? How would we advise listeners to create their own magic? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think in a general sense, you just have to let yourself go. Do whatever it is that lets yourself go, whether it's running, painting, swimming in the ocean, sitting in meditation, you know, going for a walk under the stars, whatever it is, you know, something that gets you out of your own way. That's how you're going to create your magic. Surrender. Get out of your mind into your heart. Surrender. Do nothing. Do nothing. (laughs) It was so funny. He said, do do nothing and then he was like just just try and relax oh, <laughs> like, well, I don't really know how to do that 
<laughs> this profound pilgrimage to India. Do nothing. Right? <laughs> So oh, that's great. Well, we have a very special magical question request for you. Um, would you be willing to sing us a little bit of one of your songs? From Fruitful Darkness? The, from the, the new album? Yeah, or whatever you want to sing. Okay. If you want to sing, do not feel obligated to. No, no, it's fine. Um, I'm just trying to think of something to sing. Aww. It's all so new, so it's funny. Um, here we go again, creation. Clap now for the jubilation. Look at all that light you making. Send it out, no reservation. Like a river, we let it flow. Still hot like a volcano. Mother Earth still got my flow. In the hot, in the cold, in the rain, in the snow. Halo, wish on a butterfly wing. Take that crown, put it on that king. Sing like a child, no care for opinion. Real love across our dominion. Oh, so bountiful. Pull it back and let it go like Ocean wave, we powerful, constellation magical. So this love still hold true. Now what you gonna do? I won't give up on you. I won't give up on you. Between the moon and sun, this life is never done. I won't give up on you. I won't give up on you. Oh my. <laughs> Our spirits are just dancing way beyond our shells right now. Thank you. And our skin is chicken bumps. Yeah. It is <laughs> so magical. What was that line, the butterfly wing? Wish on a butterfly wing. That's it. Oh, my God. I think I want to tattoo that. <laughs> wish on a butterfly wing. A wish on a wow. butterfly wing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, your so magic. Cool. Thank you guys for taking the time. Oh my gosh, thank you. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, Our website is trevorhallmusic.com and our Instagram is trevorhallmusic and our Facebook is, I also think, trevorhallmusic, yeah. And that's also where you can see if he's coming to your city or a town near you for his upcoming tour. Yeah. That you're currently on. Yeah, currently on thing tonight. Hopefully he hasn't passed you yet. But yeah, we're so we're, excited for your album to release. And when does it release? So we're doing it in four parts. The first part's already out. The second part comes out November 17th. And the third part, I think, is like January 31st. Oh. And so like this, it's all on our website and stuff. So it's a little different way of releasing the album, but we're stoked on it. The Fruitful Darkness. Yes, The Fruitful Darkness. We're stoked. We're going to print that out and put it on our fridge, remember, November 17th. And we are sending you lots of love and aloha and sunshine. Hopefully that comes out in Washington for you today. Oh, man. What I would do to be in Kauai right now. Come over, please. (laughs) Your wife's here. Might as well. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. All right. Thank you, Trevor. All right. We'll talk soon. 
We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Allie Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mantra. Thank you and have a magical day.